Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Dare Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you can join us. But before we get into the Word, let's open up in prayer. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for just being yourself, Lord, and giving us our own unique personalities, Lord, and mm-hmm. that we can have fun with each other, Lord, and that you have given us everything that we need in this life, Lord, and more so, Lord, and that we're not scraping around to piece together the pieces that you've given us, Lord, just to barely make it by, Lord, but that you've given us enough to clearly succeed, Lord. Lord, we also just thank you for those people in our lives, Lord, and the people that we have met, Lord. And we ask that you continue to bless them, Lord, and the people who we have not met, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for this ministry and the people who support it, Lord, and the people who listen to it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. In name, amen. Thank you, Charles, and good morning, everyone. Everyone that's joining us, we're glad to have you with us. And if we continue our study in the book of Romans. And guess what? We're beginning chapter 13 today. Yay! <laughs> Amen. So, can I get a volunteer to read the first ten verses? I will. All right, I promise. And it says, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are, imp- and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance, ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring, will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be, do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you'll have praise from the same. For he is God's minister, for he is God's minister to do you for good. Sorry, for he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must object, not only because of the of wrath, but also for conscience's sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for there are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore all, all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Oh. Mm-hmm. Amen. There's a lot in there. Wait, um, that's not oh, finished. Sorry. You said we stopped at verse Sorry, seven? sorry. I was, I just I was like, man, did I miss something? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. <laughs> oh, no one except anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the com- commitment, commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet. And if there is any other commandment, are all summed up in this saying, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Love does... Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is, 
It's the fulfillment of the law. Amen. Amen to that. So, I want to open the floor up because there is a lot in there um, to unpack, or as another brother in Christ would say, it's loaded. So, especially in light of governments and whatnot today, right? There's a lot of discussion. There's no shortage of discussion discussion about governments and submitting to rulers. So, I mm. uh, want to. There's no shortage of opinions either. That they, exactly, exactly. So let's discuss that in light of the word. Okay. So that's the truth. Okay. Can I? You got something? Go ahead, LaCharles. Go ahead. First, I want to talk you just general about um, the section where he's talking about government. And the Lord is just sharing with me is how Paul is both saying that with God's ministers, he's not just saying the good ones. He's saying the Lord has control over the good and the bad. He's not saying, I wonder what that bad guy's going to go do over there. He has understanding of both, and he has appointed them for a specific purpose. And I'd say destiny for what he has for events. Like, mm. I know myself, I wondered why the Lord created all these evil people if he didn't like them. But then the Lord told me that he has a plan and a purpose for each one of them. They still, though he knows what they're good at, choosing in the end and how they're gonna act he still gives them the option and the opportunity to i say deter from their ways and from the path they're going so paul is saying here is that the lord has complete understanding of both the good and the bad everything works for his purpose he has complete control over everything it's not just these good people have control over these bad people just going wild (laughs) okay (laughs) well um yes. I I want to commend you mm-hmm. on remembering that the Lord gives everyone a choice. I want to pose a thought to you, something for you to consider. If since God knows everything and he knows who where we he knew us before we were formed in the womb and not just the christians he knew everybody because then he would be like yoda and not <laughs> seeing everything he'd miss all the big things <laughs> yeah he's not he is truly all-knowing god and there's nothing that he does not know and fully understand and comprehend so if for the people that he knows will choose them will choose him they have to have a choice correct yes and likewise, for the people he knows will not choose him, they have to have a choice also. Right? Yes. He does not take away our opportunity to choose. Right? He doesn't take away our ability to choose, neither our opportunity. So even if someone is going to do wrong, he still gives them a chance to do right. And even if somebody's going to do right, he doesn't remove the opportunity for them to do wrong. They have to resist themselves, right? Yes. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That's the process. Submit to God. And it doesn't just stop there. Resist the devil, and the devil will flee from you, right? Yes. Okay. Now, when he puts those ungodly, and I, and I won't say puts them there, but he gives them their opportunity to choose what they will. When he does that, does he mean 
when he writes this to us, is this absolute? So if a, a wicked ruler has gotten their opportunity from the Lord to make their choice and they come and they want you to bow down to a statue, statue them and serve other gods. Is that what God wants? No, no. A perfect of that is in Daniel. Oh, I read this. <laughs> mm. One second, I just had to flip there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ah. If you guys would go with me to Daniel chapter 3. Verse 8. Mm-hmm. We're going to reach verse 18. Mm-hmm. Is everybody there? Not quite. Daniel 8? Daniel 3. 3. Okay. Verse 8. Okay. I, was, I thought I heard an 8. Okay. Therefore, at that time, certain Chaldeans came forward and accused the Jews. Once I had to flip my page. They spoke and said <laughs> to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and pulse and symphony with all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the gold image. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom ye have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They, have n- they do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which ye have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in rage and fury, gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and sultry, and symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who would deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to him, to said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Okay. So back to Romans and how that relates. Like, Mama, you were saying about Paul is giving a general statement, but there are some exceptions to this because the Lord clearly states that he is the king of kings. What his decrees are are superior to what others may tell us to do. So Paul is saying here is that when it coincides of what the Lord has told you to do and there are right laws, you can follow them. But he's saying don't make a habit of disregarding it because you don't like it. 
Um, an example be wearing a mask. I don't just take it off because I don't like it. I still follow the rules because that is the rules. The same is true here. He's saying if it does not directly impact your ability to worship the Lord and cause you to sin, you can do it. So I believe Paul is saying here is that I think he's giving both an example. He's giving a structure overall together. Um, I'd say like in your home and stuff. He's also giving it about government like Dad was saying. I'd say ultimately what Paul is getting at is that the Lord is the overall authority on what you should be doing. And what he tells you to do is what you should be doing. That sums it up. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> What about, I don't want to take all the stuff you guys are going to talk about, but what about the examples that we see in Acts? <coughs> are you going to mention that one, honey? Was that on yours? Uh, I wasn't. Your agenda? No. Okay. The examples in Acts, mommy? Can you be more specific? <coughs> yes. Yes. Excuse me. I can. <laughs> the religious leaders of the day, oh. after the, um, the Holy Spirit, came to dwell on the earth and was poured out and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the religious leaders grabbed the, the apostles. Do you guys remember that? Yes. And what and did they say to, to them? Not to preach the word again and they beat them then sent them away. They said, don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. They didn't say they couldn't talk about the, the, the Torah and the law. They don't said, say that Jesus was the son of God. And... Do you all know where that is? Can you locate it for me? Uh, if you give me a couple minutes or a couple seconds. I was like, a couple minutes? <laughs> the podcast will be over. No. <laughs> okay. So, ah, oh, go ahead, Layla. Go ahead. <laughs> Acts four thirteen was the first time that they mentioned it, and then you see it later when they get a, when uh, Peter and John are arrested again in, in chapter five and verses twenty two through um, well, thirty two. Okay, but it's mainly verse five. Verse five of what? I mean, chapter five. Okay, we don't want to skip over uh, chapter 4, verse 19. Let's look at that one. Uh, chapter 4, verses 19 and 20, and then read to me chapter 5. But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to, to you more Wait, than to Bub God. Bubby, can you go back? Oh, no, he can read 18. That's wise. Thank you. I'm glad you caught that. Go ahead. Mm. You can bring that up after. Okay. Used to. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Okay. Am I reading the whole chapter 5? Uh, that's not necessary, I think. I'll st then I'll start at uh, verse 17. Then the but high priest... Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation, and laid their hands on the apostles and put them into the common prison. But at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, 
Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those who came and, and those with them came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely and the guards standing outside before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the high priest and captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men who we put into prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went with the officer and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they would be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly, strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus from whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. We are his witnesses to these things, and so also the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Mm-hmm. Amen. And promise, what did you want to say real quick? Uh... I wanted to, are you talking about verse 4? Mm-hmm. Chapter 4, I mean. Chapter 4, sure. Okay, I just wanted to mention verse 18 where it says, So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And how that was kind of important to get the context of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's very important. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing that up. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. So, heading back to Romans, Romans chapter 13. What are your thoughts now? Okay, for if we read verse 3, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and then you will have praise from the same. Mm-hmm. So I think Paul is saying here, he's both addressing what happened then, and he's both, he's giving an example and saying how there is authority and happens, but as I was saying before, the Lord is the greatest authority. He's the one you should follow above mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everybody else falls into his bracket on, mm-hmm. under him. Mm-hmm. So I say Paul is saying here is that as long as the people coincide of what the Lord has told you to do, which if the people are following the Lord, it should coincide because the Lord does not contradict himself. Mm-hmm. He's saying if it does happen, do it. But if it does not, don't do it. If it, he's saying if it's not, if it, uh, doesn't directly hinder you from worshiping the Lord. It's okay, like going through this uh, store and buying canned food. 
if somebody says don't buy canned food, if it, um, if it has nothing really to do about me, if that's what the Lord says, okay, you can do that, I'll do that. So I say, Paul is both saying here is that both again against the fear of what others will think of how the authority will respond and act to how you're acting. So he's saying, don't, don't be afraid of what they say to you and how they try to command you and put you into a box. Do what the Lord's telling you to do, and then you won't be afraid because you're doing what's right. Okay. So on here, he's not saying doing what's right by the authority's standpoint, but doing what's right in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. So listen to what they say, right? And obey their their rules. However, just like with Daniel, right? Nothing that violates the Lord and his words and his commandments towards us. Right? Yes. That's that's the key part. Mm-hmm. And you can look at a number of different scriptures, right? Matthew 22, uh, verse 21, right? And he says, and of course, you can apply this to, to money and taxes, right? But he says, <clears throat> this is Jesus. He says, render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar, and to God the things that are God's. Right? And Peter, first Peter two, thirteen through seventeen, says this. Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king is supreme, or to governors, or to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. I love how, Charles, you brought up verse 3, right? Of Of Romans. Romans Romans 13, Mm -hmm. verse 3, right? Because there's a a key, a couple of key things that we should be aware of, right? One is about the duty of civil rulers. The point and purpose is not to terrorize good people or people that are doing good, right? But as just as we read in, in Peter, is to punish evildoers, those that are breaking the law, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um for the things they've done against against others and against society, mm-hmm. right? Um, for us, obeying laws of civil government, again, with the, the caveat, that does not cause us to violate any aspect of the word of God, mm-hmm. right? And just a little side note while you're looking at your next scripture. Yes. It is a violation of the Lord to call evil good and good evil. Amen. And to punish the people that are doing good as though they're evildoers. That is upside down and wicked, wickedness mm-hmm. and wicked thinking. That's not what God has asked for. Right. So by obeying laws, the laws of our government, right, we will have nothing to fear. Again, with the caveat that the rulers are properly, or, or I should say it in this way, Providing that we have rulers that are properly enforcing the law, mm-hmm. right? And not their own laws, but the laws of God. 
Not abusing power exactly. or twisting and manipulating, not that. And it matters, right? There are tons of scriptures about it. Not actually, Romans 13, verse 1. Can someone read that? Romans 13, verse 1? Yes. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Exactly. There's a number of scriptures to that effect, right? That the Lord appoints the rulers, that the kings... Um, sorry, that's Proverbs 8.15, right? By me, kings reign, and rulers enact just laws, right? Um, he also says that the king's heart is but a stream in the hand of the Lord, right? Um, but we have to look at how we got to this place, and I think that might be the, the discussion for tomorrow or the next day, the next podcast. Um, and building on this thought, right? The Lord's the one that appoints. He's the one that gives and grants authority. All of us. Every person. Right? Isn't that what we just read in First Peter, right? Yes. To love everyone. Yeah. Right? And that's what we've been talking about here in Romans. Operating under the love commandment. It goes for everyone. Everyone is subject to it. Everyone should be operating on it. Is first submitted to God, especially our rulers. Now, I can't control or, or direct their behavior. I can only live out my life under the love commandment and be mindful of my actions and what my actions and how I function and operate as a believer, as a Christian, as the bride and body of Christ. What they are saying, myself, about me and about my God, right? Yes. I can't control everyone else's actions and behavior, only my own. Mm -hmm. And we can pray for the leaders in, and the, we in authority. That's, that's the word that's tell us to do that. And we should be praying for our brethren as well, that the Bible tells us to do that, to pray without ceasing and to mm -hmm. encourage one another. But always praying for the people around us to come into um, have the eyes of their understanding enlightened to come into knowledge and understanding and revelation of who Jesus is and what he wants for them, who he is to them, and who he's willing to be in their lives. We can pray for everyone, and especially the people that are in leadership who affect the lives of others and have a higher consequence for the things that they do. So praying for them so that they are able to enter into and obtain God's mercy as they're going about their tasks and doing their job and they are able to use his wisdom. So mm -hmm. you're certainly able to do that. That's the intercessor's position. Uh, that the role that we all have to be intercessors for um, others. Absolutely. Did you have something? Yeah, I was just going to say, I thought you were wrapping up. So I was just going to throw a point to ponder. Yeah, we, please. Till we meet again. Mm -hmm. And that would be um, first and foremost, Use this as a measure. You who have volunteered to be under subject, subjection to Christ, are you submitted to the ultimate authority? Mm -hmm. Amen. And start there mm -hmm. and use that 
as the guide to process all your other thoughts as you look at this section of scripture. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's a wonderful point, brother. Thank you. Um, Yeah. Let's pause there for today. Um, And let's let, so that way people can have the opportunity to, to search the scripture, review it and let the Holy Spirit speak and minister to you. So can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? Yes, I will. All right, honey, honey. (laughs) Lord, we just thank you. We just thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Jesus. We appreciate all that you're doing, and we look with eyes of gratitude and not eyes of finding fault, Lord. We declare that you are more than enough. Your grace is sufficient for us, Lord God, and that you are the one who supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Lord, we just cast every care on you of what we're going to eat, where we're going to live, how we're going to clothe ourselves, how the bills are going to get paid, God, how we're going to grow and move forward. All the things that pertain to our lives, God, we just cast a care on you, Jesus, because we recognize, we know and we understand that you care for us and your care, your love for us, your concern about the things that affect us is well well beyond and way beyond anything that we could ever care for ourselves. You are a much better lover of our souls than we are, Jesus. So we just acknowledge you. We just acknowledge you as that, the one who cares for us entirely, deeply, and thoroughly. And we give you space and opportunity to show yourself strong in our lives, to show yourself strong on our behalf, God, and to let your kingdom come and be done upon earth as it is in heaven and in our lives in particular, God. Bless your people. Bless the leaders, God. Help them to do the things that are pleasing to you, to see your will, God, and to know who you are and understand what you've called them to, Jesus. Help them to live a quiet and peaceable life, Lord, that they are satisfied with the work that you've committed to them to do and that we be satisfied with the job and the task that you've committed to us, God. We open our, our, our eyes and our ears to know the things and let you speak to us what you would have us to do, Lord God, in this season. And even as you're changing the task that you may be calling us to, Lord God, you're developing and growing us that we'll accept that wholeheartedly, God, and willingly be obediently obedient to you, God. We thank you for blessing the finances of your people, their homes from the top to the bottom. We plead the blood of Jesus over them in the name of Jesus. Top to bottom, front to back, side to side, inside and out, Lord God, over their food and their water. We call it and command it to be blessed in the name of Jesus because you've already done so, Lord. We thank you and we bless you, God, and we take this by faith and we call it finished in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.